0: You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about imagination in leadership. Now, I love this concept because it introduces an element into leadership that I think we often forget about, but it can be quite powerful. And I think that's play. When we play, When we imagine, we can explore so many more possibilities. However, I think sometimes so many people struggle with this concept of creativity, that they're not creative, and they don't have this quote-unquote capability to tap into this state of thinking. But I'm here to say, alas, this is not true. Today's guest, artist and leadership extraordinaire, Beth English, shares how she helps organizations improve their culture and engagement via her one-woman show keynote, built a community of 10,000 creatives in Nashville, and she's overcome her own trauma and channeled this experience into a more effective and creative form of leadership. Welcome to Iloma Beth.
1: Thank you so much. Wow. I love <laughs> that introduction. Well, you gave me a lot to work with, so thank you for that.
0: Um <laughs> So Beth, we talked briefly beforehand, but I love the way your brain is attacking um, leadership. So talk to me a little bit about the professional mindset behind creativity and whether or not one is "quote unquote" creative.
1: Well, here's the truth: we're all creative. But see, dun, when dun, we- dun. yeah, <laughs> dun dun dun. Hello, welcome. <laughs> if you don't feel like you're part of this club? You surely are. But see, when we grow up, we attach creativity with artistic skills, which is just a subset of how we are able to express our creativity. So whether or not you can create music or art, it doesn't matter. Those are skills that are developed with creativity. We are all created. We were created on this earth to create. It's as simple as that. And whether that we are creating solutions to problems, creating new ideas for processes, creating new ways to help people. We're all solution-based thinking. And this is where creativity can come into play. And so whether or not you think you're creative or not, you truly are. So I would en- I would encourage you today to just be mindful of all of the things you do throughout throughout the day and decide if that's something that's creative or not. And let me tell you, you're going to find so many things that you do that are creating solutions to problems, creating options, creating new ways of doing things or making connections in new ways. You're going to discover that you do this all throughout the day. I mean, simply by putting an outfit together in the morning or cooking a meal, these are all all opportunities for us to create, even in the smallest ways. And if we can do the small things, we can do the big things. So... We are all creative. It's as simple as that.
0: I love this. Within like what, the first minute or so of the show, you've just like smashed open this idea of creativity. And I I love that perspective because it sounds so simple, but creative is a derivative of to create. And as you just mentioned, like we create things all day long. We just don't maybe necessarily think of it in the same way. And so I love that.
1: Yeah, it's all about how we are raised. And if you think about it, we only attach creativity with with the things that are artistic. And so when people say mm. I'm not creative, what they're really saying is I don't think I have any artistic skill. Mm. But really they're 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 cutting themselves short because when you say I'm not creative, you're automatically putting a block to your creativity in the first place. So you have to first Engage that you are creative. I am creative. Mm. And then see what happens. You have to claim it. Claim it. So, okay, Beth, if somebody is listening and they're
0: like, okay, I I hear what you're saying, but I'm one of those people who struggles with this. What are some ways they might be able to
1: like, remove or break up that, that block that they've created for themselves? Well, first off, you have to start with... Your mind, body, and spirit. And I know, look, we are creations of this earth, right? We are living, breathing things that create, just like a leaf grows, just like a flower blooms. Like we are part of this whole world, the fabric. We're all connected, right? So if we think that we're not creative, then we've automatically cut ourselves off from thinking that we grow because to grow is to be Hmm. creative. And so if we can put ourselves in a position to be open to in a way that is curious mm-hmm. to imagine, like we, first to start with our mind, we have to be curious. Imagine what does that mean? Come up with a list of solutions to a problem you have and think of as many as you possibly can. That's you being creative. How many times do we make a list of all the things we have to do and then organize it in the best way possible? That's being creative, given all the tools that we have to do the things that we do. and And for many of us with busy lives, we have to juggle this every single day. So we're creative with our time every single day. So I love this perspective. It's yeah. so freeing. Well, I mean, creativity is meant to be freeing. It's meant to give us endless possibilities. If you think, the the sky is the limit or whatever you hear all these cliche things it's because it's possible it truly is we are only limited by what our mind believes is possible so start with your mind and then get into your body you know i love to create right i'm i'm an, i'm an artist right so this is all comes very natural to me this is why i teach people how to do it because it's like breathing for me and another way that you can find yourself being creative is open yourself up what is your posture like is your chest open I always say if your head, your heart and your hips are open then you can have energy flowing through you which means creative insight can reach you at any time. Okay. Okay,
0: so um just to jump around a little bit here. Uh you just talked about how you teach people to do this. Like what's what's one of the tips or a couple of tips when you work with people, especially those who are like struggle city, the ones who are like really resistant. <laughs> like when you're working with them, what what are like the top couple of things that you, uh, you challenge them to do?
1: Well, first, all, I do this in my keynote from stage. That's what I mean when I work with people. Yeah. Um, I get them engaged with their bodies, with their breath. I get them thinking about how creativity can flow through them and, and noticing how they feel in their body and whether or not they feel blocks. So first off, we have to have awareness. If we're blocked, we have to have awareness of where we're being blocked and then an idea of what to do next. And so Mm -hmm. it's a process. Creativity is a process. Just Mm -hmm. like coming up with solutions is a process. Leading people is a process. So we have to become Mm -hmm. process oriented. And so I teach people through my stories and my examples on how we can open our minds to imagine what is inside of us already, where do we want to go, and how are we going to get there? because it is a process. And so we have to imagine the steps that we have to take in order to get the result that we want.
0: Okay. So I love this. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the relationship between creativity,
1: imagination, and process. Okay. So imagination starts in your mind. It's more conceptual. So our imagination is where it all begins. Creativity is really the act of putting that imagination into process, right? So creativity is the process. We mm. break it down into steps because you may have an idea. You may have a process, but it doesn't get you to your result. So if you go back, work with the steps within that process and see if you can get a different result in the end. And that's what it's the beauty about being an artist is that you live in the process. That is all that's where you stay. You may have a goal to create something and that's great. Like these paintings behind me or around me in the videos. If you're watching by video. This is the end product. But once you're done, you're like, I want to get back into the process. That's why you see even a lot of entrepreneurs, they build something and then they move on. They want to build something new because they love being in the process. That's creativity at work.
0: (laughs) Well, and I love that too, because you always hear people talk about the creative process. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is me living under a rock. Who knows? But I've never really heard it described in the way that you're saying. Because we're talking about being creative, the act of creativity, and the creative process. and I've never really connected all and and then we talk about ourselves as creators. Some may call themselves an artist, an entrepreneur, whatever you name yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so interesting is that this concept of creativity, imagination, and process, and the idea that like most people think of being creative as like a sloppy, sloppy situation, but that there is a process mm-hmm. to it.
1: Well, yeah, creativity actually works best when it has some boundaries to it. Mm. Can you provide any examples? Well, sure. So if um, I'm a mark making artist, you call me a gestural expressionist if I'm painting, right? So I'm going to choose three colors, one brush, one canvas, and then see where it goes. Where I'm going to make a pass at using one type of mark let it dry. Another type of mark, let it dry. Another type of mark. Just to see experimentally, how do the colors interact? What do the layers look like? Am I reaching what I'm trying to create? And so this is a matter of doing the work, reflecting, doing the work, reflecting. It's this is the process Mm -hmm. in which we create. So I mean, that's just how I would create as an artist. But I mean. The thing that's amazing about creativity is you can create any type of process you want. You can change it. You can flip it on its back and turn it around. It doesn't even matter. Like, it all works because you're learning something new every time that you go through that process. And it's that learning yeah, is where we get information that we need in order to get to that result. Hmm.
0: And what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is it's an iterative process. Oh yeah. Like you start, you do the thing to the best of your ability, you learn, you go back, you review, maybe you make some tweaks and you start again. Yeah. But then as if we back that all the way up, it's, it's the mindset of imagination and understanding, or at least contemplating what is potentially possible, So that you're not limiting yourself from the beginning is that am I hearing you correctly right
1: yeah okay. don't limit yourself from the beginning think of every possible solution or any every possible step you could take like when I healed from trauma because I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse I imagined every possible way that I could heal because healing was so important to me and so critical to me having the life that I wanted to live that I had to imagine every way possible, I, I could heal. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. I tried everything. yeah, And I learned from everything. And some things, that's what's the beauty of creating. You try one thing, you try another thing, you, uh, you notice similarities or connections between the two, and you put them together, and then you try something mm-hmm. else with the newness of that. And so I learned so much about Trying everything, learning from everything, and never backing down from the idea that anything was possible. Yeah.
0: I'm just sitting here with this. And my head is spinning. I, I love your perspective on this. To all my women small business owners providing professional business services, I am thrilled to introduce the 100 Collective. The 100 Collective is a directory and membership For women just like you, designed by women just like you. Our goal is to help owners build stronger businesses and help 1 million women build more financially free and fulfilling lives by leveraging our collective network. We created the 100 Collective to make it easy to find women small business owners to work with and hold a safe and supportive environment to thrive within. Memberships start as low as $9 per month Or you can join the directory for free today at the100co.com. For anyone listening, um, and and as we tie this back to the idea of leadership, talk to me a little bit about how we can use this mindset shift um, and creativity and imagination to be more effective leaders in, in whatever work it is that
1: we're doing. I'm so glad that you asked that because... Look, oftentimes I think leaders get confused and they think that leadership (laughs) about (laughs) Even if you don't admit it. (laughs) Leadership is not about us. It's about the people we serve. And if we're not listening to the people we serve, then we don't have all the information we need to be effective leaders. Mm -hmm. And so in this process, it's about understanding the people you serve, listening to the things that they want, their desires. And then figuring out a way to take all of these things that people have have expressed that they need, and using your creativity and your imagination as a leader to give them that. And then go back and reflect, hey, did this get you there? Mm-hmm. Did this work? Did this check the box? Yes? No? Okay. Well, then how do we do this better? How do we do this better? Let's work together. So when you use creativity as a leader, you, you improve communication between all parties because you're being curious, you're being open, you're listening. You're going to work better together because you are putting a process together where people feel like they can trust that you even care about their best interests in the first place. People don't want to follow a leader who, who they don't feel like is actually invested in their success.
0: Everything you're saying makes so much sense, but it's such a different perspective than I've heard, and I, I, I love it because it's really liberating like it's it's very freeing i think oftentimes as leaders as entrepreneurs we sometimes feel like we have to have all the answers or we have to know what we're doing especially if people are paying you to do the thing and that's a really stressful position to be in and sometimes you know everyone hears fake it till you make it but i love this um, this shift in perspective of take the take the perspective off of you And put it on those that you're serving. And if you're focused on that, then you also get to tap into your creativity and imagination to better serve them. And you kind of remove yourself. from Mm -hmm. You just become a conduit at that point. Exactly. I think maybe
1: we put this um, pressure on ourselves because ego is so much involved in leadership. Yeah. Because the way leaders are praised, with accolades and whatnot. We think that we have to fit into a certain box in order to even be called a leader. I mean, I always knew I was a leader, even as a child. Um, I don't know. It just, it's just in me because Mm -hmm. I think I just care about people and I care about the success of people when we're together as a community, community has always been an important part of my life. And I think maybe when we take that community into work, like we don't think about workplaces as communities because we're, we have to be there, right? But if we start to think about it as a community and embrace mm-hmm. everyone, all our unique differences, mm-hmm. what a rich place to learn from with so many perspectives I mean, how could you not thrive as a leader in an environment like that? Especially because you have so many minds to draw from. And if we start to really engage people in a way where we value them and listen and hear them, we would see so much change because we're not leading for ourselves, we're leading for the people we serve. And I learned this because. I went through this when I founded the Nashville Creative Group, a community of artists in Nashville. Okay.
0: Tell me a little bit more about that. Because thats I was going to ask you what sparked this insight and what kind of got this going for you. But tell me a little bit about, you know, as you led this community, how did, how did that
1: evolve? Well, I just knew that I loved being around artists because I felt like I was with my people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what we all crave as humans, right? A bunch of weirdos people just like hanging out together, right? And a bunch of people who have these wild ideas and we're all sitting in the same room. And I learned that when I could just listen to them and, and hear them, that that's how I could plan my next meeting. I would host these meetings every single month. I did this for about eight years and bringing artists together face to face in a room to learn from each other, I learned a lot about well, how do we do that because I knew I didn't have all the answers, and I was the first one to admit that mm-hmm. and that's okay I think it's I think it is liberating when you can say i don't have all the answers because the truth is none of us do mm-hmm. so why are we pretending like we do why are we putting putting in that we put that on ourselves yeah, yeah. Right. so when I learned to really listen to what the community of people I was serving needed and wanted when it came from personal or professional development and their craft, then I was able, it gave me, it helped me, it helped me plan the next meeting and the next meeting and helped me plan the future of the community. And I didn't have to rely on myself. I just had to listen to what they need and then thought, mm-hmm. how can I do this to the best of my ability? Who do I know? What resources do I have? Mm-hmm. What connections do I need to make? How do I make this happen for them? It's kind of like Oprah, like you get a car, you get a car, <laughs> you know, it's like you listen to them yes. and you're like, you get your needs met and you get your needs met all yeah. because I have this network and this, um, this life where I was able to bring together the people that I knew in order to help serve the people who needed mm-hmm. it most. I love that. I love it so much.
0: And yeah, it, uh, I, I've just got a lot going on over here. Um, so let me ask you this, and we we kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, this idea of leading, leading you could almost maybe substitute leading for serving, mm-hmm. right? So instead of like leading others, we're here to serve others, right? So as we think about this perspective shift, for anybody else who's listening and is in this process with me right now. Um, of serving others versus leading others, what change do you think we might see in quote unquote leaders as hopefully more people
1: embrace this perspective or this approach? I think that we'll find that we connect to ourselves in a more authentic way because when we take that pressure off of ourselves and can be more transparent and open, we're going to have better conversations. And in those conversations, we're going to build more trust. And then we're going to be able to work together with more people. And then you do this over and over and over again. You're going to find that leading is so much easier when you're not trying to carry the weight of trying to be perfect on your shoulders. Mm. The other thing that's coming up
0: for me as you're
1: saying, um,
0: listen, and then do something about it for uh, all the entrepreneurs listening. Like This is feedback right? Th- these are feedback surveys. This is ask the question and be open to the good and the not so good. Mm-hmm. And then you make that decision as if t- you change anything. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So interesting.
1: So when I used to be an editor for a newspaper, I was on a team and I was on an editor team for a large newspaper here in Tennessee. Part of my job was engaging with the journalists and treating them as if they were building their own businesses as a voice okay and so i taught them all the branding and the marketing and all the things like that but most important thing that i taught them was how to listen to themselves because look if no one's asking you what you need then you're probably not thinking about what you need i know sometimes Mm Someone will say, well, what do you need? And you're like, oh, that's a good question. I'm so glad you asked that because I wasn't even asking that myself. But I would go around every morning and I would go to every single desk in the newsroom and I would ask the journalists what they needed. I wanted them to know that they had an ally. So if they did need something, they could come to me, even if it was out of my scope or my work or whatever. I had at least the authority to where I could go to someone and say, hey, we have this problem. We can fix it or I can go fix it with this other problem or whatever, whatever it was, I always tried to meet the needs of them. Because as someone who's writing for a daily newspaper, you need to stay creative, you need to have abundance Mm -hmm. in the way that you produce. And so having your needs met, I think is an important start to being able to create the kind of work you want to create. And most of us, I mean, how, how many people are stressed and burnt out of the work that they're doing, or they feel overloaded. So how are you going to be creative in an environment like that? So we need to ask ourselves what our needs are first and have them be met if we ever are going to expect us to create anything worth something valuable to other people. Yeah. Um, What words
0: of advice would you have as to like the most effective way to ask your team what they need? You know, we, we may have people who have like, They're solopreneurs. We might have people with small teams and we might have people with 100 employees. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think are some of the best, most effective ways to just ask that seemingly very simple, basic
1: question, but has so much behind it? Let's say, ask them, what do you need? But think about it from a personal perspective, from a professional perspective, let them ponder on it. We don't need to come up with answers right away. We can have time to think about it. So do you think this is like a... and Maybe
0: it's both. Maybe it's like a, a daily check-in of like, hey, what do you need to complete whatever it is you're doing today or this week? Um, and maybe it's like a long-term thing of like, hey, we've set goals, personal goals, professional goals, et cetera. What do you need? What experiences do you need? What resources do you need? Mm-hmm.
1: Something like that, maybe? Yeah, just break it down. Break down all the pieces. And... Okay. Once we start to break it down, then we can see what we're missing. Otherwise, yeah. we won't ever know what's truly missing and the equation of how well we do life every day. Yeah, you got to identify those gaps.
0: Exactly. For sure. Um, okay, Beth, talk to me a little bit about, and you've alluded to some of this, how you kind of got to this point. So I know... You just put the finishing touches, and I shouldn't say finishing touches because it's always a work of art. Is always a work of art, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on your one woman show, that's been uh, a big exciting thing for you as you've you know been building the the pillars of that. Um, what kind of if somebody were to see your one woman show, what kind of journey might they experience? And you know what were some of the key pieces for you as you put this together as a keynote presentation?
1: I shouldn't say presentation. It's more of a performance. <laughs> this is like a theatrical keynote performance. We've got entertainment in there. I sing. I play guitar. I talk about art. I do stand up comedy. I take everything that I have done as big works of art in my personal life as an artist because, see, Here's where it all started. I was creating these big projects. I was transforming fear into joy. That was like always my mission all along because I was going through trauma recovery. How do I turn my fear into joy? This Mm -hmm. sparked greater dialogues about joy, accessing joy. People started inviting me in to speak about these projects that I was doing. I learned that, oh, I love to speak. I have something valuable to share. And I started speaking probably more actively about my artistic work five years ago. And people were calling me in for leadership development because mm. I had built this community and I was creative and, and I, that's something that they discovered they ne- really needed. Mm-hmm. And so I was going into corporations, speaking about art and leadership and connecting to yourself, expressing yourself, finding your voice, and it all it was very well-received And then I took all of the best stories that I told, all the best art projects that I had produced, and I put them all together in a one-woman show. This was a vision that I had a few years ago. And I finally did the work, made it, created it, got it on stage. And now I'm able to share all of my best insights from everything that I've learned over the last decade of creating art, that is engaging and starts conversations, learning from the the trauma lessons that I have uh, gained from doing all the hard work. Yeah. And how does that relate to art? Because I expressed myself as an artist. So the things I learned about myself and what I needed to do to grow into the person I want to become to reach my potential, I then expressed it through art making. I painted what that journey looked like. Mm. I, cr- I wrote songs about what that journey looked like. I did stand up to describe how I was able to do all of these things. And when I learned that I had finally mastered these, these skills. And so I make it fun and entertaining and alive so that people can see that growth is not stagnant. It's not something that we dream about. It's something that we do every day. Yeah. We're in it. Yeah. I
0: love that. Are you burnt out, exhausted, stuck, uninspired? Sounds a lot like me in 2021 but I took the time and created the space to figure out what I really wanted and then I made it a reality. That's what we're doing for other women business owners in our Defining Success Workshop Series. Take the time to really define what you want and then let's build a roadmap to make it happen. Our workshops are filled with strategic and tactical takeaways, are very action-oriented and help you create change starting immediately. RSVP today for our December 1st Defining Success for Owners Workshop Series in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and visit us at ricksworkshops.com, that's R-I-X workshops.com, to learn more about our 2023 upcoming quarterly workshops in Nashville, Phoenix, Chicago, and Milwaukee. So now that you have this one-woman show, Mm -hmm. what is it that you're working on now? Part of me is like, take a break. Take a nap, <laughs> but I know as as creators, there's always something that you know is kind of looming. So what 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 is on your plate right now? Get it out to the world. Yeah, this is a show that
1: needs to be seen by s- thousands of people. I love it. So getting on stages—that's what's next. That's what's next. Get mm-hmm. on stages.
0: That's right. Um, Beth, you have had such an incredible journey. In so many different areas of life and entrepreneurship, as an artist, as a creator, etc. Let me ask you, what is your greatest insight or discovery about life in entrepreneurship?
1: I was talking actually about this with a friend today. And there's just so much beauty in the creating process to know that we can make Whatever it is that we want possible. And even though we go down a road that doesn't get us where we want to be, it's not a waste of time Or we invest in ourselves in a way that we want to go and and we don't get to where we want to be or do the things we want to do. And it's not a waste of money. See, the thing is, we learn from every action that we take. Mm -hmm. And that's how we learn to be resilient. Hmm. And so I speak about resilience in this way. How do we grow? How do we change? Yeah. Learn from everything that we do, whether it has a good result or a bad result, it doesn't matter. And most of the time, though, the best things we learn are in the struggles that we face. Mm -hmm. And so no matter how hard life gets or how bleak it seems like the outcomes will be, we truly are the creators of our own destination. Destination.
0: Creators of our own destination. I love it.
1: I love that. Absolutely. So yeah, the resilience is probably the best lesson that I've learned. How to be truly resilient. Yeah.
0: And if you were to give listeners one tip on how to be truly resilient, what would that be?
1: I would say, listen to yourself, your own voice. Take action, even if you're afraid. Learn from it and then keep going. Just
0: keep going. Do it again. <laughs> like Dory and uh, Finding Nemo, just keep swimming. Just, just keep,
1: keep swimming. swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> yeah. In comedy, we like to talk about how hard it is to get on stage, have no one laugh at your jokes, and then do it all over again. The way that we describe it is like throwing yourself into a rock tumbler. We're just smoothing (laughs) out the edges. Just throw yourself in the rock tumbler, come on out and then go back in. It's just like, we're always going to be smoothing out our own edges, whether it's our personal life, our professional life, our business, whatever it is, it's a constant refining process. And if you Mm -hmm. can add creativity and joy and playfulness to that, then it makes the journey amazing. i know i used to say oh i work so hard i work so hard but i i knew i didn't want that to be my story i didn't want to look back 10 years later and go i worked so hard that's my story no (laughs) yeah no that's true i want to have fun i want to be playful i want it to be a journey that's like in more of an adventure yeah and then on an adventure it can be hard but that's okay it's okay you wind up
0: with really good stories to tell though exactly Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Beth. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your insights with us today. For anyone listening who is curious about learning more about you or your one woman show, or just wants to
1: get in touch, what's the best way for them to reach you? You can reach me um, from my website at bethenglish.com. And that's B-E-T-H-I-N-G-L-I-S-H. I'm on social media on most of them. You know how it is. At Beth English (laughs) is my handle for all of those. And please feel free to reach out, send me a DM or an email. I would love to connect with you. I love it. I love it. And we'll make
0: sure that's all in the show notes, Beth. For anyone listening who has enjoyed today's episode as much as I have, Please go ahead and leave us a review wherever you're listening. And Beth, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.